Hi, Steve Addison here for the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today, we're talking to David Barham in the south of England about becoming a Great Commission church. We've been um, part of the church here in Essex um, since we planted 20, nearly 23 years ago now. And um, got caught up in a uh, the New Frontiers movement of churches, uh, the family of churches, which um, the family which we belong to is Relational Mission. Um, New Frontiers is a, a quite a strong church planting movement. And so we've been uh, looking to plant churches over the years. And by God's grace, uh, here in our little part of Essex, we now have four churches and uh, and we've been been blessed with growth, and uh, it's been very exciting. Um, but when looking back um, and, and looking back over that growth, um, there has been some salvation growth, some people that have come uh, to know Jesus have been added to the church. Um, but the the I would say the majority of growth is uh, we'd say transfer growth from people uh, moving into the area. Uh, from Africa or Eastern Europe, that our Christians are looking for a church have come to us, and uh, that's uh, that's the growth that we've seen, which the the, the steady growth through uh, people coming into the area, and so which is lovely, and God is great, and, and we've got a wonderful, beautiful, diverse church. Uh, nearly 40 different nations worshipping together every Sunday um, and uh, we've we've got a heart to reach our communities the name of the church is Community Church and so we, we, we're, we've been praying and working to reach our communities over those 20 odd years to some degree of fruitfulness where most years we would maybe see 15 people saved uh, and, and added to our congregations and uh, which is exciting, mainly through Alpha, um, which is the tool that we use, but um, through uh, friendship evangelism uh, and different ways that people have found us and come and explored uh, what it means to follow Jesus. And um, and then my friend uh, Russell, uh, a few years ago, decided that he was going to he led a church in the other end of the, the borough here and uh, he decided he was going to step down from leadership to pursue uh, this no place left uh, vision. And I, di- I didn't understand it. Uh, I didn't really know what it was about. Um, but he invited me actually, Steve, to a training where you were the lead trainer. And Russell was assisting you over in Stamford there. And I came along, just wanted to check it out really. What mm. What is it that Russell himself into uh is it any good and i think uh, i think i gave you a bit of a hard time over luke 10 uh and some of that stuff there when i was looking through it um a bit skeptical yeah but always thinking there's something here there's something here that we're missing because although we are we were strong on trying to plant churches we weren't strong on uh witnessing and making disciples and uh, so I mulled it over and then said to Russell, when you do some more training, I'd like to come. So I went on the next lot of training. I can't remember where it was. Uh, and then the, the third lot I went to, I think it was in um, up north somewhere, uh, along with Russell, just carried his bag sort of things. And I just want to come 
person. So I listened to the training three times, um, the 411 uh, training that he does. And, uh, and by that time, I was completely sold out to it. I think this is great. This is amazing. Part of the training means you're out on the streets. Uh, I, I used to do that uh, back in my teenage years. I used to belong to the Salvation Army, and they're known to be on the streets. Uh, I've preached in the streets. I've gone door to door, and then be back out on the streets with this wonderful tool uh, of, of sharing the gospel. I was, this is great. Mm. And so I was convinced. Um, I'm... Uh, work as part of an eldership team. So I'm not the pastor. Uh, we work as a team. And so my next step then was, number one, to put it into practice myself, uh, start to share my gospel with myself. Uh, and number two is try to uh, engage the rest of the eldership team and to catch them up to where I was and to mm. persuade this is something that we could adopt as a church. Um, that took a little while. Bear in mind, I've been on a journey myself. Yeah. Uh, it took a little while for the other elders to, to catch up. Um, and, uh, but, but they did. And, and um, the, the, uh, the end of the story, after quite a journey, is that I, I have, we've agreed as an eldership team that we have adopted this as our main form of training people to share the gospel. This is what we're going to be using We've adopted the you know, three-thirds discipleship pattern uh, and the Discovery Bible Study. We've adopted the commands of Christ to disciple new Christians. And we said this is the, the process that we're going to be using and teaching. It's easy to reproduce. Uh, it's very powerful. It's very biblical. Uh, and so as a church, we decided this is, this is what we're going to be using. Um, and so... We because you're you're experiencing the training, you're also rolling up your sleeves and you're implementing. So can yeah. you think of a, a of a story back back at that time of of how God used you personally in, in Yeah, a, yeah. I, I think one of the things, especially when you're trying to bring something to a brand a brand new tool or method to a existing church it's that the the leaders have got to immerse themselves in it so they can teach uh, from experience not just from uh, theory and so I was determined that um, I was going to share the faith um, bear in mind I've been in leadership in the church for nearly 23 years um, it's embarrassing to say that I wasn't sharing my faith in that way. Um, I think I used to hide behind the fact that I was a church leader, that I work for the church. I'm in a church office. Uh, my family are Christians. My, you know, I, I don't have opportunities to share my faith. That's what I used to hide behind. Um, but I was determined if, if I'm going to do this, I've got to be sharing my faith. So um, I, I just kept practicing with Russell mainly and, and out on the streets and I think it, it was the maybe even the beginning of this year when things started to change. Um, so it took a time. And I was preaching down in Kent, in a church in Kent, uh, and just sharing with them uh, about why we should be sharing the gospel, the first part of the 411. Um, and I did that as a preach. And 
I didn't get to t- training them about how to share the gospel or anything like that. But after the church service, I sat down in their coffee shop. It was a beautiful coffee shop. And I sat next to a, a young lady and I introduced myself uh, and said, uh, hi, um, my name's David. I've just been preaching. And, uh, how long have you been coming to the church? And she said, oh, this is my first time today. I said, ah, okay. And normally I would have just chatted away and just talked about the church. Um, but on this occasion, I said, ah, so where are you uh, in your faith? Are you following Jesus? And of course, she said, no, uh, I'm just exploring, which led to me going straight into sharing the gospel with her using the three circles tool. I had someone with me from the church so they could watch what I was doing. And over a cup of coffee after church, she turned and believed on Jesus. I linked you up with this other lady and said, I'll send you some discipleship tools so you can help to disciple her. Uh, please make sure you do, because make sure you're discipling this lady. And I was, I was just thrilled that I was, by the grace of God, uh, uh, I to lead someone to Jesus so easily and so quickly. In a church environment, someone who is exploring and open, um, but this was the first time for a long, long while that I'd yeah. led someone to Jesus. So it changed me. And I then prayed and believed that God would use me personally to lead one person to Jesus every month. Uh, and that was my prayer from then. Lord, this is great, uh, but I've got to practice. I've got to be shared faith. And, and so far, um, um, we're in, now in November, but so far I've led nine people to Jesus this year. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and that's personally. And, uh, and it's been a journey. There's some... As we've gone through, there's different people that uh, I've led to Jesus. Some have not come through to discipleship um, because they've not been in my area uh, and it's been hard to engage with them. So I've I've tried to link them with local Christians and trust them to the Lord. Others who are in my area, I've formed a discipleship group and I'm personally then discipling them in their faith, um, which has been uh, just an incredible journey, which has been... Uh, exciting, uh, thrilling, um, uh, but also eye-opening. Just, just, just to all of a sudden be discipling brand new Christians that know nothing about church, nothing about the Bible, uh, and you're really starting from scratch. You're coming from the world into the kingdom. That was a a thrilling journey, and opened my eyes to really what these guys are dealing with coming from one kingdom to a new kingdom. It, it is a massive journey for some of these guys that have, have been caught up in all so many different things of the world. So, so I'm part of a, a discipleship group. Um, and, of course, using the commands of Christ, the whole process of discipleship is to train these guys uh, to share their faith as well as follow Jesus. There's two aspects. Are you following Jesus? Are you your faith? And, and they and like have for really many of us, of this. like for many of us, David, um, before you you did the training and had the shift, it had been years since something like that had happened. Absolutely, absolutely. And if it, did, we wouldn't know really what to do with these guys. We didn't have a a discipleship program. Come, uh, come, always, come and sit I've, and listen to my sermons. I, I would absolutely come and come and sit and listen to my sermon. Or there's an alpha starting in four months' time. How about signing up for that? Those those were the tools that we had. And um, 
hopefully, Steve, my preaching was not that bad. So that <laughs> um, so we've got a lovely church to invite people to. Yeah, Alpha is superb, mm. but it wasn't right. It, you know, you, we were starting September and January. You know, and it's realizing that some of these guys to walk through the doors of what is a quite large church into a, an environment that they're not used to uh, is a a massive step and sometimes too big a step to start with for some of these guys. So we didn't have anything else. And so to, to be able to disciple new Christians in this very clear process, but a very powerful process using the three thirds discipleship model, uh, the command of Christ uh, discovery by which study, those tools were so releasing for us. Mm. Um, and these just get it. Not only do they, follow Jesus very quickly and quite deeply. They're, they're maturing very quickly, um, but they're on mission. They are looking to share their faith, and um, and they are sharing their faith. They put me to shame. They're great. Um, and so the, the, the process has been very good for us. Um, I can talk about another story with a, a young man who yeah. came to us and I shared the gospel with him. He came to faith. We baptised him. And as you know, Steve, the first thing we do is, can I come and show you how to follow Jesus and teach you? And you ask them, who else can you bring? Uh, and he said, well, I might be able to bring my mum and my granddad along. And uh, so I said, great, I'll come to your house next Wednesday, invite them along and we'll start to share. So I took someone with me and we, we sat down in their front room and shared the first of the commands, which is repent and believe, um, and he said, David, do what you did to me. Do that three circles thing. Uh, <laughs> so he gave me the invite to do it. So I, I, did, I did it with uh, both of them. And I said to Granddad, I said, where are you? He said, I'm in brokenness. Would you like to be in God's plan? Yes, he says. Mm-hmm. Did the same, um, where are you? She said, I'm in brokenness. Would you like to be following Jesus and in God's plan? Yes, she says. And so that evening, the first evening, both of them turned and believed on Jesus. And uh, and from one, now it's the three of them following Jesus. Um, And they are just great. They're they're still going well. Uh, And Ben, the the young guy, is just amazing. He's he's on fire. He's leading people to Jesus now, which is another process, is how you bring people. First of all, Steve, he would phone me up and say, David, I've got another one. When can you come around and and, and share the gospel? (laughs) And so... I'd go to his house, share the gospel with his mates, uh, and uh, and they'd turn and believe. Uh, and then they'd Ben, you should be doing this yourself. And, uh, and I was trying to help him to say, you can do this. You can. And uh, he was on holiday in Spain with his mates. He said, I'm going to share the gospel with my mates, David, on holiday. And uh, it was a, a wedding that he was going to. And he was. He was just sharing Jesus with his, all his mates. Um and he phoned me, he texted me one day, David, I'm with a, one of my mates and he wants to believe, I don't know what to pray, can you text me the prayer? And so I was texting him, he was then praying with his mates and leading people to Jesus while it was a holiday. Uh, and, and since then, he's been leading people to Jesus regularly. Uh, so it is a, it is a process, uh, it's a good process, and we are starting to see that next generation of people that are making disciples. It's all very small. Um, but I, and sometimes I'm, I'm a bit impatient, a bit slow. Um, but there's momentum. There's definitely momentum. Um, so that's more or less where we are 
at the moment. We've got plans for next year, but that's where we are at the moment, Steve. David, how have you seen, this has obviously gripped your life and ministry, and it's overflowing to some new believers like Ben and their families. How has it overflowed into the life of the church with, you know, the existing church you had? Yes. So, um, so we, we, having agreed at eldership level that this is what we were going to do, we then had the green light then to provide training. So in all of our small groups, we have offered, uh, I've, we've got a couple of guys that are now trained and ready to do all this. I don't have to do it. Um, they are trained to do the 411 and they go to small groups and they train in those small groups one evening on the 411. And we've managed, we've not managed to do it to all our life groups yet. Um, but we will, um, over the, the next maybe six months, have trained everybody who's in one of our small groups to be able to share the gospel. Um, so that's one way that we're trying to flow into the church tools and with the expectation that um, this should be something that we all do. As part of our family of churches, we have um, a well, part of our culture is that everyone is a witness. It's something that we uh, speak about and pray about and so it fits well into our family of churches, uh, just that we've never had the tools to be able to be witnesses. So this is a good tool to our culture. Um, we did spend most of 2017 and 2018 preaching every Sunday uh, about this, about the gospel, um, bringing the tools into the preaching whenever we could, whenever it's appropriate. And so people, even if they're not in a small group, would have heard about how we share the gospel, the power of the gospel. They would hear stories mm-hmm. uh, coming from the harvest of what's happening. Um, they would have seen the baptisms and the testimonies that are going on. And so it, it, the, the impact comes through intentional training. Mm-hmm. So the life that's flowing from uh, what we're doing just flows into the church. Our recent prayer meeting um, was just uh, at a new level because all of these new believers were at the corporate prayer meeting and and they have such life and vitality and so many stories to tell uh, that it brings life to the whole church. Um, and there's a lot of people commented on the fact that um, it was different this time um, because these guys were there. So it, it impacts, the impact is intentional um, through training preaching and teaching and setting a process and saying, this is where we're going, guys. Yeah. Uh, but it's also caught. There's also life coming through, which is unavoidable. Uh, you, you can't, even if you didn't want to get involved, you can't avoid seeing what's happening um, because it's affecting uh, the churches. Um, so it's both, I think, Steve. It's an intentional um, path that we've, we've set for ourselves um, and it's also it's just happening. It, people are seeing and, and wanting to know more. Um, so I think that's the way, and, and it has to come from the leadership. It has to come from the leaders in the church. Otherwise, you'll get somebody who's trying to bring this through and doesn't have the authority or the opportunity sometimes um, to, to bring this teaching uh, and these tools into the church. So it was key for us that the leaders were all on board. 
Um, and yeah. even me as one of the elders, I couldn't do anything much unless the whole eldership team said, yes, we're going to do this, because I know then we've got unity, uh, we've got a fixed direction that we're going to take mm-hmm. for all churches. Um, and, and I think that was key for us to get that, that done. And I think there was even a time I, I remember where you intentionally slowed things down because you realised, you know, you, you were moving ahead, but yeah. you, you needed to give your leaders a chance just to, to wrestle yes. with this and, and own it for themselves rather than just yeah. you tell them what to do. Um, yeah, there was, there, was, there was that time when we had some planned training, actually. We were going to do the 411 training and I, I felt a little bit on my own, Stephen, and, um, and it was part of the journey. I had gone on the journey myself, but the other elders hadn't. And so I was just that I had done it and they hadn't caught up yet. And so they had to go on a similar journey. And so, yes, we stopped. We, we pulled the plug on the training. Um, we weren't going to do it. And we said, well, right, let's, keep, let's come back. Let's keep talking and praying. Uh, I'll keep go doing what I'm doing. Um, and, uh, until we get complete unity, and there's there's um there's twelve of us that sits in this team, so it's um it's a big team. Um, and I said until we get complete unity that this is what we believe we should be doing as a church, I don't want to go forward. Mm. Uh, that took a little bit of time, um, but it's worth it, definitely worth it, because now you, you were still in the harvest, you're still bringing the stories yes, yeah. of what God's doing. Yeah. you didn't give up on that. But you nope. intentionally gave uh, people a chance to 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 wrestle with this and, and own it for themselves. Absolutely. Mm. Yes, absolutely. It's got to got to happen. And and uh, the, the church. I mean, we're not a traditional church of hundreds and hundreds of years, uh, but we are still a church of twenty odd years, which mm. has been established in a certain fashion and a certain way. So to change that culture. Um, I think I think it's been at least a three-year journey so far. Uh, first of all, personally, uh, and then for the church. And I think it's going to take another two years to fully see this culture change. So I would say to anybody with, uh, we, we gather about five hundred on a Sunday. So anyone with a sizable church like that, um, then you go. You might have a five-year journey on your hands to to see that culture change. Uh, through the whole church. Um, but, but right but, from the beginning almost, you yes. were seeing God at work. It's not like, well, we'll have a change process yeah. of five years yeah. and then maybe we'll see uh, yeah. uh, new disciples. Yeah, it, absolutely. It was, it, you were seeing it happen. Um, absolutely. Yeah, straight away, straight away. And what I did, Steve, was to work with those guys and carry on with that. Mm. The rest of the church, so instead of saying a normal process in the past would say to a new Christian, there's a life group over there or a small group over there, join that small group. Um, and they'll be sucked into the culture of the church. What I've done this time is to bring the new disciples together and create a new culture in this small group, uh, which is different maybe to our other small groups. So I, I've, 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 I've created a culture here which is what I hope the whole church will eventually catch hold of. So I've, I've been able to carry on to see what uh, and see this process through, um, but now this is something we're, we're working through as a whole church. 
And, um, and because I oversee other churches as well in Essex, we've been able to bring it through to uh, other churches that are also catching hold of this. Um, we've had three training sessions now in, in Essex, um, which has been well attended. Um, and the last one, we had guys from Norfolk and Kent coming in to, uh, to have a look and so it's starting to to be uh, noticed elsewhere as well. So, yeah, it's, and that's it's, not just you training, but you've you've got your team who are equipped yeah, to train. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the people that can do the four one one training now. Um, last time we did it, I assisted them. Um, but I said, next time, you don't really need me. Uh, you carry on. Uh, and uh, I might come and watch, but you, you can lead this and, and you don't need me. And so they're, they're, they're fully trained to do the 411 training um, and they're great at it. They're good. And we'll bring others through to that. But the whole, well, you know, Steve, the whole process is to train and release others. You know, so the new disciples that I've been working with this year are now saying, David, you need to teach us the three-thirds discipleship model because we need to disciple others. Um, so are we, tonight, we've got a small group tonight. I've got the three-thirds all printed out here. We're going to go through what it means to make disciples because um, they want to go and just do what we're doing, you know. And so it's a process of training, releasing, training, releasing, um, and seeing, you know, this, uh, this, this wonderful gospel being preached uh, throughout Essex and into the nations, definitely. It's, it's, it's yeah, I think we were talking before uh, we started recording that um, you're getting the opportunity to partner with uh, churches in, in Poland and what yeah. other locations? So so we've got a couple in Malaga in Spain mm-hmm. um, out to, to share the gospel there. Um, I'm going to be with them uh, in a couple of weekends and we're talking about doing some training out there next year. Um, we've got um, some a little church in Portugal. I've already done some training with them. Uh, it's an English-speaking church on the Algarve, um, which we connected with. And we've just sent uh, one of the new Christians out to Lisbon in, in um, Portugal. So we, we've got a connection into there. We want to train her to make disciples and to and to gather people together there. And so, yeah, we've got some links into different churches and also through the, the family of churches that we belong to. We've got churches in mainland Europe, uh, in Netherlands, France, Germany, and places like that. So the, there could be opportunities to train and to release this uh, into Europe uh, as well as into uh, the UK. Uh, wherever, wherever I've got connections, Steve, I'm trying to encourage them to share the faith uh, and to see the gospel spread. Well, you've got a history in planting new churches. How is this whole shift going to affect how you plant churches yeah. in the future? Yeah, I, I'm, I think, and I think for the UK, we're coming to a new season. The church in the UK has been really blessed by immigration. Um, and I mean, to, in our area, in, in our borough, Thurrock, um, every single church has grown. Whatever the denomination, whatever type it is, every church grew because of people coming into the area uh, from Africa, Eastern Europe and places like that. They came to Thurrock and they joined the local church. And so we've been blessed to see church growth over the last five years, maybe longer, maybe 10 years. But Immigration, because of what's happening here in the UK with Brexit, immigration has slowed down, if not stopped a little bit. 
And so the churches all of a sudden are not seeing that growth. And so th- there, is a, there is a need to see a new emphasis on how we reach into our communities, uh, not just by expecting people to come to us, mm-hmm. um, but getting out and going to share the gospel uh, in, with our friends, our families, our communities. Uh, it could be door-to-door, it could be in the marketplace, uh, in the shopping centres, um, but it could be in the workplace, it could be with our fans, whatever. And so when we come to do the next church plant, it will be based upon these principles. It will be based upon how do we connect with the community that we're trying to reach. And we will do it with a team going out. There'll be a team of people going door to door. There'll be a team of people in, in the high street where the shops are and, and connecting with people. And there will be an emphasis on everybody sharing their faith with their friends, with their family, with their work colleagues. And that will be the basis now for us to plant the new church. It will be on this uh, everyone to witness uh, gospel uh, presentation culture that we will see new disciples come to faith uh, in this area. And that's how we will gather the church, not reliant on other Christians coming in to to join us and to, to plant the church that way. And so... Uh, it, it, is, it has changed the way that we do things. The last church we planted was in a, a little town called South Ockenden, and that was a, an in-between. There was a, a whole group of people that we sent out, um, but they have this culture of wanting to witness into the community as well. And so they've already got a team on the streets. Um, they're already seeing fruitfulness there. Um, so, But the, the next one that we do will be even more based on this new culture of witnessing, uh, of being out into the community, sharing our faith day to day. Um, and, and so it will change the way that we part churches, definitely. This has been episode 178 of the Movements podcast. Visit movements.net for links to the resources that David mentioned and opportunities to receive training in the United Kingdom. This has been Steve Addison for the Movements podcast.